The crew packed up and headed off to Goresby, renting a cart and trekking east. On their way, they met a group of kobolds who knew that they had taken out Dask Sharpflayer, and the party came to realize that they were on the radar of the Stone Fist. As they approached Goresby, Cormie struggled with his memory to recall where they were. Eventually, they reached the ruined city of Goresby, and Cormie vaguely remembered fighting there. They entered the town and were victims of thieves before they stumbled upon Goresby's black market. Cormeth and Yvonne were interested in their chances buying the risky wares, but Grana held out for a while before eventually giving in. After losing out on a possible set of armor, Cormeth ended up with a blessing on Morning Cutter that increased his speed. Yvonne was far less lucky and spent a fair share of money on a dagger that turned out to be thoroughly cursed. He packed it away for safety. Grana was lucky enough to receive a powerful healing potion and a mysterious dagger. The three made their way to the college and the, and the ruined spire and encountered a gang of goblins. Using the power of music and hard candies, they were able to get some information without trouble, though Yvonne noticed the leader carried the symbol of the stone fist hidden away. As they entered the spire, Cormeth uh, left the others in the dust, running swiftly up the stairs while Grana and Yvonne made their way up. Hell yeah. Grana <laughs> stayed fit and eased the 30 flights as the others tired. Eventually, Cormeth reached the library and scared Liero, a sister to Tierro and Diero. He asked her aggressively if she knew Grana, which she said no. He asked again before asking if she had any siblings. She replied yes and began to list off the long family tree of siblings. <laughs> By the time she was finished, Grana and Yvonne were caught up. Grana asked about Elries, and Liero asked if Grana knew what happened to him. Grana told her she had come there to find that very answer. Liero began to tell the tale of the Battle of Goresby as Cormi suddenly remembered how a powerful spellcaster had been aiding in a battle from the tower, and his aid had allowed the hero, Kiraseth, to cut down Sildan leader of the Arsenian Hobgoblins, who were later pushed back to Arsenia. A huge magical flash had shone out in all directions, and part of the balcony crumbled as Elrys was attacked, leaving behind a broken evocation circle. Liero said there may be answers in his old office, but, that's, but that strange things lurked there since the battle. As the door opened, an ancient magical construct was revealed from the rubble. The blessed dagger Grana had acquired allowed them to reduce the magical being's immunities just enough so that they could eventually destroy it with thunder and blades. Pew, pew. So, uh, as we return to our three heroes, you've, you've defeated an ancient construct. <laughs> I think you can call yourselves heroes. Uh, <laughs> you are all pretty tired and beat up after that uh, arduous battle, but the construct is in rubble, and you finally have a clear view of Elias's study. Ooh, we should look around, eh? I am going to go for that uh, green and gold tome that I noticed during the battle to, okay. like, investigate it. Yeah, you uh, you walk over to the shelf that holds the tome. It's a huge book. It's, you know, about half of your size. So you uh, you pull it out and you, you set it up on the desk. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. Twelve. Twelve? 
Okay, so you see some notes early on that talk about various cures and various uh, diseases that have been eradicated through the research Elrice has done in the College of Gresby. You see that uh, a lot of this is from the early years, you know, 100 to 80 years ago. Uh, and <laughs> you flip a little bit further into the book. And around 25 years ago, uh, you find an entry from Elrice that mentions a boggy mist that he discovered north of Goresby that seems to have a, a strong uh, magical connection to healing and to the earth around it. And uh, you, you notice a lot of notes and uh, little bits of, of scribes of different ways that this uh, mother tree had produced uh, what is listed in there is as uh, crystal dew and that was able to cure a lot of strong, powerful diseases. Uh, you continue to flip through for a little bit and you see that uh, the closer you get to when the Battle of Goresby was, the more they become scrawls and the more frantic they seem. And you look at some of these pages, but the the writing's a little bit blurry and you can't quite make out what it is saying. Shit. Looks like my brother was studying this healing bog that's to the, or a boggy mist. That's what you said, right? Yep, the boggy mist. <laughs> boggy mist that seem to have healing properties. He mentions this crystal dew. I've never hmm. heard of this before, but if it's helpful to my people, I would want to look into it. If I can, but I don't know. I, I would love to find my brother if that's an option here. Cormeth, uh, roll a nature check. Oh, nat 20. Oh, oh, oh shit. Perfect You've heard of the boggy mists. They are in the uh, northeast part of this continent of Drim. Uh, you've also, you know, you haven't been there, but you've heard tales of uh, sort of the, the mystical powers of this bog. And uh, you you've traveled far enough towards the three mother mountains that you've been able to spot this enormous mother tree, even from far away. He says to the north of where we're uh, at? In the northeast. I know exactly what that is. I've heard of that. It's northeast of here. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bog you missed, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Elrice mentioned in his notes, but this, yeah. was, also, this was also 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So I remember being in a platoon with this particular weird lizardy looking guy. And he was from that area. And he said, he mentioned that phrase in particular, the boggy mists. And I know he's from the Northeast. So it's just beyond the three mother mountains. I know exactly where that is. Uh, I would like to do two things. Uh, one, while Grana was reading the book, I'd like to do a... Uh, just sort of general investigation check of the office and like what's left of the construct to see if there was like a, I don't know, some sort of like magical item that the construct had formed around or something, or if I can find anything in the office. Sure. Go ahead. What's the yeah. second one? Uh, the second one is I'd like to make a history check to see if I know anything about the, the boggy mists. Uh, yeah, go ahead or and roll the history check first. Cause that one's a okay. little bit easier to resolve. <laughs> Uh, that's a 13 plus four is 17. 17. Okay. So you mostly have been in the South, uh, as we've established. So you haven't really been up to the boggy mists. You've certainly heard 
a couple of bards songs about it, but you, you've never been there. And, uh, most of what you've heard has been pretty third hand. Then I'm, I'm just going to keep that information to myself. I don't feel like that's, uh, something that I have a whole lot to offer. Uh, and then can I do an investigation check of the, of the room? Go ahead. Wow. That's another 13 plus three is a 16. I thought you said perfect. I was hoping that was a nat 20, but no. <laughs> no. See, that I like, been sweet. Ooh. Yeah, that would have been cool. I wrote out shit for that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn it, uh, don't tell us that. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Um, with a 16, you're watching as Grana is uh, sort of pouring over this, trying to see if there's any other clues uh, in this book about maybe where Elrys went or details about the Boggy Mists. And you start looking around on these shelves as well. And uh, as you pass by the spot uh, on the bookshelf where she pulled out this big tome, you see a uh, far smaller book, more like a leather-bound notebook, is laying almost uh, at an angle because it was uh, propped up against the other book. And as you pull this out, you see that this journal was predominantly before the battle and you see these frantic scrawlings as well and you're able to you're able to glean uh, a few things from uh, flipping through this. You you see mention of uh, Elri's talking about a devil called Gazarat and you find uh, on the last page written out is the eyes, the hands, the sword, the mind, in life and death and evil binds. Hmm. Okay, Grana, I um, I I noticed this on the shelf next to that tome. I think there's some good information in here that you might be interested in, and I think I found something about that construct. Okay. I don't know. This is a very a cryptic passage about something pertaining to some sort of demon. It says, can you read that again? The eyes, the hands, the sword, the mind, in life and death, and evil binds. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> can I do an arcana check to see if I like can understand, I don't know, what Absolutely. type of magic this is or what? Uh, are you talking about what kind of magic the uh, construct was or are you going or, to like, with the circle or uh, the book? The book, I guess. So, Arcana checks your ability to recall lore about spells, magic items, elder symbols, magical traditions, the planes of existence, and the inhabitants of those planes. So, I don't know if that will be useful for me to like understand what the book is really about. Uh, actually, I was going to ask if you wanted to do an Arcana check. Perfect. <laughs> so, this works out great. Uh, go ahead and roll that. That was a natural one, but I'm lucky, so we roll five plus four, <laughs> nine. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Okay. With a nine, you're able to parse that your brother was looking at certain planar magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, a nine's not great. Uh, you notice uh, Liero on the other side of the room who has been quietly watching for this most part. Yeah. She goes, yeah. Uh, I, wa I want to ask her, yeah, uh, do you know of what he was studying here in respect to planar magic? <laughs> um, she had advantage and she rolled a two and a four. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, for an arcana check. 
Oh. Um, she has... Okay. Um, she, she looks at the book and she says, Well, I, I'm afraid that I did not study to the degree that uh, your brother did. I am merely a librarian. I have only simple magic. But I know that he was looking into some of the more powerful spells and ways that the planes are connected. Uh, and she uh, gently takes the book from uh, Yevon and turns it to a page where you see one of those evocation circles. And she says, I can't be sure, but I think this may be what he used outside on the balcony. I'm afraid it, it, it doesn't note exactly what it is, but if you found someone powerful enough in Arcana, <laughs> they might be able to help you find out where it goes. Is there someone- and She hands it over to you. Is there anyone else here who could help us with that? Or is it just you? Uh, she shakes her head. All of the college, I am the only one who has remained here. Where could we go then? Uh, she, she ponders that for a moment. Uh, and she says, well, I suppose you could go to the great wizard capital of Leodrell, but it would be quite a journey and I, I can't promise that they would let you in. They are known for literally and figuratively being in their ivory towers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that sort of leaves us with only uh, two options, right? We can, we have, I guess, some minor leads about where your brother is, Grana, but we have a much more definitive lead on on perhaps something that could help your people in this uh, this foggy mists, boggy mists, sort of misty crystal drug kind of thing. Sounds pretty great, if you ask me. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, Maybe he headed there after the tower collapsed. That could have been him. Maybe. You headed to the Boggy Miss? Is that what you mean? Maybe. It sounds like he formed a portal to a different plane, and now he might be stuck there or something. And that's what if that portal's gonna... in the mist? Maybe, but I don't think that's how planes work. <laughs> um, but if I want to help my people, I think that should be first on my list of priorities and what do you mean that's not how planes work planes <laughs> smooth wood we all know this everybody <laughs> has used a plane it's smooth wood i'll i'll have to explain it to you on the road <laughs> but i think we should head to the boggy mist to see what we can glean and Try to help my people through this disease that is affecting them. So, I'm all for it. Um, I do. I do actually wish to stop by the uh, the market again on our way out of town to see if I can't <laughs> try my luck again. Me uh, too. After, after the um, rather atrocious bit of. Uh, goodness I have laying around in my bag now. Really? I'm pretty satisfied with what I got from them. <laughs> yes, Grana, we understand. <laughs> um, um, rub it in, as they say. 
Piero uh, takes the, the notebook uh, and puts it in your hand, uh, Grana, and pats it and says, take this with you. Uh, perhaps it will continue to help you on on your way. And please, if you do find Elris, he was a friend. Please let me know what has happened. I will. Wait! Please take yes, this. Please. I'm going to give this to Liero. Yeah, Liero. Uh-huh. I'm going to give Liero a hand axe because Liero seems very feeble and unable to defend herself. <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll a strength check for Liero. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit, a 17. Uh, <laughs> she takes it in her hands and she goes, ah, sturdy, like, like the spine of a book. Thank you. Just like tossing it in like one hand, like crashing <laughs> it, just like whips it at a wall, like sticks in perfectly. Evil yeah, looks like, everywhere. You gave her a hand axe, which for you is like, you know, throwable size. Uh, and she's a gnome, so this is like a, a regular, like two handed axe for her. <laughs> <laughs> Defend uh, yourself. Like, it could be anywhere. Yeah, her stance looks real natural. She's like, thank you. That's very. Yeah. I will keep this library and Elrisa's study safe. I want to, so I want to like go over to the, the like, I don't know, what pile of cloths or whatever is left av- after this like magic thing. Has it, we, Rebel. Uh, and maybe I didn't catch it. I, I don't, I think I'm on board. Nobody like investigated the pile of cloths or anything, right? I don't think so. I think we ended right after uh, the rubble from the uh, construct. I don't think anybody did because I think we ended immediately after you beat it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, I just want to like move the rubble around with Morning Cutter and see if like anything pops out. Like make sure this thing's dead because like that was tough and I want to make sure it's fucking dead. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and roll an investigation check. All right. Uh, That's going to be a five. A five? (laughs) Um. Uh, you find Dask's eye in there. <laughs> Dask's eye! You're coming with me, little buddy! <laughs> I'm gonna grab Dask's eye. Good, good, yeah. Just dropped off of you uh, while you bent down to look. <laughs> oh, Alright. I don't know. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, Liero turns to, the, to all of you with uh, Axe proudly in hand and says... All right, so uh, off to gamble and then to cure a people of a terrible disease. That sounds like a, a hero's journey. I wish you the best. That's what the axe is for. <laughs> Liero, I I hate to uh, to impose upon you, but do you have anything that we could take with us? Do you have any spare supplies here, or is the is the college pretty picked clean at this point? Go ahead and well, I can... charisma check. I was going to say, I don't think you have to c- convince her. I'm going to, uh, I'm rolling a lot for Liero. Liero's the NPC who's rolled the most besides somebody you're in active combat with. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled three times because I was curious, and every time she got a six. Wow. <laughs> six, 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 six. Oh, shit. Oh, a shit. Liero is Satan. Um,. No, uh, Liero says, well, I don't know about supplies, but uh, there is uh, perhaps something uh, in in the garage. Uh, What's a garage? The, the <laughs> garage. Oh, is that where is that where all the uh, the carriages were stored? 
Yes. Excellent. Um, I will. I will go check. Uh, return here after you have visited your uh, the the market, the, the black market, and uh, I shall see what I have uncovered. Black market. <laughs> you already knew. Yeah. <laughs> Come, Grana. You knew those wares were not reasonably obtained, correct? Right. <laughs> If where I'm from, everyone's honest. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the market. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, you all head down. Uh, the three of you... Uh, I'm going to run really fast. I want to beat everybody to the market. Okay, yeah, you I'm run downstairs, hang and then, then when you get downstairs, roll me a perception check. Uh, it's, I'm going to use blue die. Uh, 15. 15? Wait, minus uh, one? 14. 14. <clears throat> Okay, you see your uh, rental cart being stolen, uh, but you <laughs> happened to ask uh, Liero about transportation uh, or like supplies, so you already know that you might, you probably have an option for something else, but you can certainly try to attack them if you would like. Get back here! All right. Uh, I'm going to go after him. Ahead. Yeah, no, I'm not cool with stealing. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative. Um. Uh, it's going to be a four. <laughs> a four? Okay. All right. Um, Grana and Yvonne, you are going to be too far away for, let's see, um, if you, if Cormeth can run uh, 10 to 15 feet faster than you, uh, it's probably going to take you at least uh, five or six rounds to get oh, down Jesus. here. <laughs> yeah, I, think it's I, th I think my walking speed was 40. Oh, then again, I don't know their walking speed. Um, yeah, so... I, I, Mine is okay. definitely 30, and I'm staying with Grana, so I'm, like, electing a 25. Unless you carry me, then we can both go 30. Hey, you don't know I'm, anything's going on. <laughs> I am definitely not that strong. If I tried to put you on my shoulders, I would probably lose my balance and hurt us both. Cormie, <laughs> uh, roll a dexterity, dexterity check real quick. Uh, dex. Gonna be a 20. Dude, I weigh 38 right. pounds. <laughs> My strength modifier is minus one. So is mine. <laughs> <laughs> you could try. Um, you you could, but if you do, you're gonna I don't fall. have any reason. I don't have any reason to. We can move faster. <laughs> you could also move faster if you like took a rope out and just belayed down the side of the tower. But <laughs> I do actually, have I don't think you have enough rope for that. <laughs> Take it back. You're like 30 stories up. Yeah, it's like, what, 10 feet of rope normally? Something like that? Uh, it's 50 feet of rope, but even oh, still, 50, that's okay. not enough. Yeah, no. <laughs> 10 oh, short stories. Nice. I think I now have enough rope for me to be able to rappel out of my building, but I don't have windows that open enough. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> all right, so Cormeth, you're going to be up first. You see uh, four goblins, different goblins from the ones you saw earlier, trying to make it off with your rental cart that is pretty beat up. All right. I just want to run like like full full charge into one like no weapon no nothing I just want to try to knock him off taking the cart. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna do a strength contest for this. Oh hell yeah! All right, I'm ready for that. <laughs> All right, roll your strength check. Uh, seven. 
Seven? Okay. You, uh, Cormie, you are this, like, big Goliath. You just, like, slam your feet into the ground and power towards this cart. And as you are uh, running to try and rip this goblin off of the front seat and get on yourself, as you run, the goblin sticks their finger out and catches you right in the place in the nose where there's a hard point and you just flip onto your back. God damn it. Uh, so now it's going to be the goblin's turn. The first one is going to hit the reins uh, and start taking off. Uh, so this cart can go 50 feet per round. So uh, you'll have to either like outrun it or use distance. And then uh, the next three goblins are going to shoot their uh, crossbows at you. There's uh, an 8 to hit, a 17 to hit, and a 20 to hit. Not natural. Uh, 17 and 20 do. All right. That'll be 10 damage total. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, yeah. I forgot you're super hurt. Okay. Uh, the goblins make off with your cart. Go ahead and make a death saving throw. 18. All right. Go ahead and roll another death saving throw. Lord. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, 9. All right. That's one failure and one success. Okay. We should be almost there. <laughs> no, it's like, what, five rounds? So I think it's, I got two more throws. Yeah, you've got two more throws, so don't don't throw a one. All right, uh, five. That's two deaths, uh, two, uh, two negatives, oh one God. save. There's still one more round uh, until the other two are going to get here. Uh, although, uh, Rana and uh, even roll perception checks. Oh, please. Uh, I got seven. a nine. Seven. All right, uh, Quarmeath, roll another death saving throw. Twelve. Well, that's a save. Is All that right. a save? All right. Yeah. That is. Grana and uh, even roll initiative, just to see where you fall in this. Yeah, because mine was a four. Let's see. I got an eight. Okay. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, Grana, you you get down first, uh, and you see that Quarmeath is down. Okay, then I am going to cast Healing Word at a level two. All right. So that is 2d4 plus 1, 4, 2, 6, 7. All right, Cormeth, you pop back up after having two fails and two saves and would have had to just straight up roll a luck check to see if you fucking perma-died. Yep. <laughs> oh, I, I was about to accept perma-died and three failures. Cormeth, what happened? Hey. Hey, hey, just, to, just out of curiosity. Hey. Uh, what, what would you have rolled? Okay. Um, let's see. 10. 10. All right. So you would have survived. Okay. Just barely though. Fucking bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You guys would have been fucked. You guys would have been just fucked. Uh, yeah. Unless we seven. managed to like meet someone else in the marketplace and convince them to like come with us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not about to make a character that fast. <laughs> I would have just gotten you a, a default character to hire as a mercenary. Uh, there's like sample <laughs> characters out there. Okay. Um, but that still would have been fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. <laughs> oh, you see Liera at the bottom of the stairs and it's like, are you sure you don't want to stay and rest the night before you head out? That might be a fantastic idea. <laughs> <sighs> I know we want to get going as soon as we can, but my people can hold out a little longer. But they took our cart. Then well, we I, I just got back from checking the garage. Uh, we do have 
uh, transportation for you. Uh, so uh, don't worry about that. I said we, but I meant that in a royal sense. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, do y'all want to go back uh, inside and uh, take a long rest before you head to the market? Yes, please. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you head back inside. Uh, it's it's getting pretty late anyway, uh, so you imagine that the town will probably be getting kind of uh, even rougher than it already is. Uh, Lero makes uh, a really delicious potato soup for all of you. Oh, uh, does she have any ale? <laughs> she she does. She pulls out she pulls out uh, a small barrel and says, "I've been saving this." Also, she pulls out another barrel. I made this myself, so I'm not sure if it's any good, but. So I, I rolled this. I I rolled a luck check to see whether or not it was any good. good. I got a two. Oh no. <laughs> two? All right, that's for the first ale. Roll for the second one that she made. <laughs> it's a four, so it's slightly better. <laughs> oh. All right, it's pretty bad. Like she's been waiting a fucking while. Beer doesn't last that long. It's it's pretty yeasty. Liara, do you have any wine perchance? <laughs> uh, she says. Oh, I have this whiskey. Ooh. I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> I I got an 18 for that whiskey, so nice fucking delicious whiskey. <laughs> Special stock. Amazing. She says I drink this regularly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So go ahead and hit that long rest button. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. It feels so good to have all my precious spell slots back. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's going to feel really nice to not be next to death. I, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I literally used all of my spell slots in that uh, in that battle. Oh, yeah. Yep, and I've got rage back. So so I have a, I have a, a list of all of the, like, ales and stuff that uh, we come across. We had two different kinds in Cheerden, and we had one in Hufferfilm. And um, so in Cheerden, we had a, a standard ale that was like a 10. And then the finest ale was a 14. In Hufferfilm, the ale was an 18 out of 20. So apparently, mm. I should just go back there sometime. So just to give some perspective on how bad both the old ale and the homemade ale are... But now I have a little entry on my sheet that says Gresby Liero's Homemade Ale 420. <laughs> <laughs> I give y'all, uh, every time you finish up an arc, I give you a little extra boost of XP that increases because the uh, arcs are going to get harder. So like, okay. it's not going to be as slow as only getting XP from battles. And I also okay. give you XP for uh, like solving my puzzles and shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah you you all uh, head off to the black market the next morning uh, and you see uh, you see oh, yeah. new uh, different Kanku than before. Uh, it looks like they just arrived with uh, maybe some fresh stuff. Uh, Can I roll an around. insight check on this Kanku to see whether or not I feel they're more trustworthy than the last one that I bought shit off of? <laughs> you can. All right, I'm going to. Sweet. That's a 19 plus 6. That's a 25, friend. Shit, all right. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, with that insight, you uh, you understand that uh, these Kanku are, like, acquiring magic objects, and essentially they know that they are magic. They don't necessarily have control over it. It's sort of like uh, what that, uh, you know, 
uh, ancient wild or whatever the barbarian class was, the wild okay. surge. Uh, it's it's pretty random because it literally. Okay. So it's it's not, oh hold, well okay, but one of them did like actually curse my weapon by rubbing it on their fucking beak. That guy <laughs> knew what the fuck he was doing. Um, that one, uh, that again is like the wild magic surge where they were like, I'm gonna put a powerful boost on this. They didn't have control over whether it was good or bad. Okay. All right. Well, a waste of a check. So what do I roll? You walk up to a Kenku and go ahead and roll a d20. That's an 18. Are you looking for a weapon or a potion or? I am looking for, I think I'm looking for like a weapon or armor, enchantment, something like that. Roll a d6. Let's see, that's a one. Uh, I'll say I'll let you roll over your insight check to uh, have you know that this first one you look at is like a, a knife and it doesn't, it doesn't seem good. You can the roll first a item. The yeah. first item that I got. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Okay. Second item is a twelve. Hold on. Roll. Roll that d twenty one more time. I've got a lot of numbers in here. All right. That time it's a seven. Okay. Uh, roll a d six. That time it's a three. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Well, I was gonna say it's actually supposed to be a d four, but that's same uh, difference. Yeah. Okay. You see uh, a female kanku. Uh, sort of makes this uh, cooing call at you and, and goes. I see that you have had bad luck in the past. I I can't add anything as strong as what was added to that cursed weapon you have in your bag, but I can give a benefit to another weapon of yours. Must be real cursed if you can tell it's in there. Yeah, let's see. Let me... And I have no idea whether or not this is going to be good, right? Right. Okay. I have a couple of spare daggers laying around, so I dagger of the vengeful dead. Jesus, that's bad. Uh, so I'll, 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 I'll... <laughs> oh, you saw my little gift that I dropped. I, I did. I did story. see that little nonsense that you put in there. All right. Um, uh, I'm just gonna hand over another one of the the daggers that I have in my bag. I have two. Okay. Uh, roll a d100. D100. D hundred. That's a forty nine. Okay. Uh, roll D twenty. Oof. That's a five. It may be random. That may not be you. I uh, I yeah, hope it is. It's completely random. You. This Kanku waves her feathers uh, over it, and you see like a magic sort of crackles over this dagger, and then she hands it back to you, uh, and she says, "Cool. Come can I? Thank you." Um, Thank can you. I, yeah, can I check <laughs> are you it gonna, out? Uh, I was going to say, are you going to buy anything else? Because otherwise uh, we'll wait until everybody has purchased just so that we don't have to be super repetitive. Is there like a standard shop like where I don't have to like do a bunch of rolling or not? Not really. This town is basically in ruins. So uh, this black market just sort of pops up. Um, okay. There's not like a regular store because people aren't. People don't typically come to this uh, this city unless they're specifically looking for the black market. It's okay. It's a it's a shithole. Then <clears throat> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait. Then I'm Maybe definitely looking for some armor. I really need some armor. Like this big boy needs some armor. So I'm gonna look around see if I spot any big boy armor. I don't think that's how it works. But yeah. Um, rather, I will say I'm gonna, spot, I'm gonna look around and see if I see anybody that's got armor pieces. Let me put it like that. Um, I 
I will say that, like, just looking at what I have on my sheet, I, when I wrote this up, I wasn't thinking about how bad your ACs all were, so I don't really have a lot of armor on here. Uh, no, but I will, cool. I will make sure that uh, I do eventually put y'all in a town that has some place with, like, a blacksmith that sells armor. Okay. So then, Perfect. like, maybe I just don't see anything, and, like, it's Grana's turn now. I'm good. I don't really want anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, geez, oh, oh, God damn it. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Darn. I'm right, so pulling out my sheet again. <laughs> can I roll to see if I understand what my weapon is? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll an Arcana check since it was a uh, spell that was oh, cast on it. Arcana? I don't think I'm very good. Oh, I actually have a plus three to Arcana. I'm going <laughs> to Shut up. I don't think I'm very- oh, I'll- I actually, I'm awesome at it. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, I'm awesome at lying. I have a plus seven to lying. Yeah, what? I mean, what happened to insulting that magical beast to death? What happened to that? That was that was good shit. That was that was some good times, is what that was. No, no, it wasn't. Well, okay, well, okay. That also does uh, less damage than it than it used to because I was using it wrong. But oh, okay, yeah, (laughs) okay. So uh, now that I I know how to use it, it's much more of a it's much more of a like last effort. I got you. Okay, I didn't realize. Yeah, it, it it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, so it's something that I would use to like conserve like an attack or something, or a spell slot. But anyway, I rolled a I rolled a twelve plus three is fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. You see that this dagger has this sort of uh, crackling aura to it when you uh, look at it with sort of a, a magical eye. And you uh, you understand that if you attune yourself with this knife, so essentially if you uh, take a long rest and focus on uh, pairing yourself with this knife, uh, which that pairing is a bad word to use with knife, uh, but if you <laughs> up to this weapon, then you will have resistance to lightning damage. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. much fucking better than anything you got before, my yeah, dude. Yeah, no shit. No, no shitting. All right. Well, I guess um, I will. I will keep that kind of in my offhand kind of thing. I have. Um, I have a dagger that is technically, I think, equipped. Um, can we make it that one? Whenever you have the time to go in and adjust that, beautiful. Then I will. I will do that. And then whenever I level up next, I'm gonna focus on some decks, and hopefully, I can use that dagger to some success. Who knows? Back to the college? Or, no, we're uh, going north, I think. Uh, you, gotta, uh, you were going to go back for the uh, vehicle. Oh, yeah. And maybe some minor okay. supplies. Who knows? Okay, yeah. A pickaxe. Right. Wow. No one got my minor supplies joke. Oh, oh now okay. I did. I appreciate that in hindsight. Well, thanks. <laughs> it was it was not very good, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> Okay, I've added that to your dagger. All right, you uh, you go back to the college, uh, and you see Liero is there with this really sleek-looking... She rolled super well. Uh, with this really sleek-looking, flat, sled-like uh, vehicle that is almost like somebody took part of a boat so it's got uh, a flat part where you can stand and then it's got a back area that seems to have like a a room for you know storage and sleeping in uh and then there are these 
uh, rails underneath that it sort of uh, looks like you can slide on. And it's made of this beautiful polished dark wood. Uh, and she's hoisting up sort of a, a sail that's on the top of that uh, living quarters in the back. And she says, oh, oh, I'm so glad you have returned. I, I found the Sky Speeder. Oh, say what now? She uh, she hops down from where she's been pulling up the sail, and she goes over to a uh, wheel that's just before this doored area, and she um, presses a rune that's in the middle of it, and you see this uh, lift off of the ground so that it is skimming over uh, the stones towards you. Uh, and she, she pulls it up right in front of you. What is this? Uh, she says, this beauty is the sky skimmer, the... The college used to use it when they needed to go long distances for research. It can cover many different kinds of terrain, uh, and it uses uh, an arcane power to uh, hover above uh, any any sort of land you're crossing so that you don't have to uh, change your path to go around uh, water or uh, craggy surfaces, for example. Hover? Yes. It's incredible. I've never what? seen anything like this. Thank you very much. What? Um, can I? She, she nods and smiles. Can I, like, do an investigation or arcana check to see if I have, like, or, like, learn a little bit about the magic that, like, makes this thing go? Because I think this is pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, you can roll. Uh, arcana. Ooh, that's bad. That's a three plus three is a six. I guess I'm just kind of sitting here like... This is pretty fucking cool. Floaty boat. boat. (laughs) She says, I recommend uh, choosing a captain. If you do, the captain can uh, attune to this gem here, and then you don't have to worry about uh, thieves or uh, being able to call this boat. Uh, Whoever attunes with the sky speeder uh, will be able to call this gem to place in here. Uh, It will not go without the gem. And you can call the ship to you. Grana, that should be you. I agree. Grana, I believe you should be the captain. All right. I can absolutely. If you boys think I should, then I will. All right. Captain Grana, uh, you step you step aboard your ship. I'm not um, a boy. And... I'm a man. <laughs> You're a boy to me. Twice your age. More you. Uh, Lyra sort of shows you the ropes uh, around how to uh, sail this thing and how to attune to the gem. Uh, she places your hand, uh, your palm into it, uh, and this, this blue gem sort of presses into the lines in your hand, and there's a, a blue mark there, uh, and then that will essentially be like a, a little gem tattoo on your hand after you go to sleep tonight, and you'll be attuned to this ship. You'll be able to call it towards you as long as you are able to. It's not like some sort of unmovable area. Like if you're in. If I'm know. indoors, it won't be able to like come right. inside the building. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to. Well, I mean, you could roll a strength check for it and see if it can burst through the wall. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend it if you're in any sort of like stone building. Don't got to be tight as hell. We're like getting yeah. wasted at a bar and like somebody's starting to mouth off and you're like, hey, you want to see my fucking boat? And they're like, fucking boat, what? You're like, string chick. And then that motherfucker <laughs> comes through the wall. That'd be fucking tight. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Maybe you'll be able to find upgrades to this uh, speeder as you go on. 
but you uh, you'll choose a, a word essentially that you'll be able to use to call it. Um, you can give it a new name if you don't like Sky Speeder, uh, and then she, you know, she gives you like the key to the kingdom, the uh, storage area <laughs> to the kingdom. Yes, uh, she gives each of you a, a key to the uh, sort of living area, so you can you can do long term travel in this. And like I, I mentioned, it can go over land or water. Uh, it can't exactly fly, but it can. Uh, you know, sort of hover uh, a few feet off of the ground so that you don't have to worry about difficult terrain. Cool. Ooh. Cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she rolled extremely well on finding a vehicle. You had a few options. There's also like a little dinghy pulled by a goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It also probably would have been pretty temporary because that thing would have broken. Uh, this thing has a lot higher health than uh, any sort of cart you've been driving. So you will, you as a party, will probably get to keep this boat uh, for a while and have it be. Hell yeah. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. I designed it myself uh, 15 minutes before we started. <laughs> Amazing. Well done. Hell yeah. Thank That's you. called improv. Thank you. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and also, it, it can hold. It, it It's not affected by weight, so like you don't have to worry about like Cormies weighing it down or anything. <laughs> Thank God. I probably would have brought down like a corner. It would have worn off and then it would have died. <laughs> uh, and the doorway is tall enough that you can get through Cormie, so that's nice. I'm so glad they kept in mind all types of creatures when they built this thing. Oh yeah, this is a college. They were very open-minded. <laughs> Thank God. Very progressive. Yeah. Especially because I'm 7 foot 10 and um, I don't know how many people around this college are seven foot ten. I mean, these days, no one, because no one can do except goblins and Liero, who's a who's a gnome. Yeah, I don't know. You uh, you aren't from too far away from here, right? So it doesn't seem too unreasonable that there would have been like infections. And, yeah, I'm from near where the uh, misty bog is. Roughly. Yeah, we're yeah. like uh, sort of close to that, aren't we? No, no uh, he's on the other side of the mountain range from where you oh, all okay. are. Okay, never mind then. Um, before we go, I want to ask Liero, are you aware that there are stone fists in this town? How long have they been here, and do you know what their influence is here? Jeez, grown up. That's a big question, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I just need to know, like, yeah. <laughs> what their uh, expanse is, I guess. She uh, silences you and pulls you uh, into the uh, sort of living quarters of the Sky Speeder. Um, and she closes the door behind all of you and said, the, the Stone Fist has influence everywhere in Drim. They are a powerful force. Um, I was here when the Arsenian Hobgoblins came through. And they they were strong. They were stronger than even that that thing that you fought in in Elrisa's office. And the Arsenian hobgoblins are not even the top of the chain for the Stone Fist. You must keep an eye out and be careful. If the Stone Fist is aware of you, you trouble will find you. Let them bring it. I will arm wrestle them into submission. Ha! <laughs> Oh, are are the Arsinians part of the Stone Fist? Yeah. Uh, so essentially, uh, 
what she's telling you is that uh, the Stone Fist has a bunch of different like sections to it. You know, you you sure. for example interact with the Firefast Kobolds. Uh, the Arsanian Hobgoblins are the second top group. So there's one group ahead of them who are sort of like in command, but they all uh, all of the leaders meet in a council that nobody knows where that takes place, uh, where they discuss evil from, you know, who knows where. Okay. Oh, goodness. Well, please exercise caution if you ever leave your tower, because they are still here. And I'm sure you are aware, but please be careful. You've been a great help to us. Uh, She nods and pats your shoulder uh, and says, thank you. It has been nice to have visitors again. I... I do hope you find Elris and anything else you are looking for. Thank you. I would like to leave my remaining gold with Liero stealthily. Aww. Okay, roll a sleight of hand. I got a 12. Cool, she got a nat 1. You stealthily put that money uh, right in her pockets. Cool. I want to lean in and I want to tell Liero, aim small, miss small. Uh, she, uh, she winks at you and, like, uh, holds up her axe and goes, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right, and she, uh, she opens up the door and, uh, gives you a last wave and then hops off of the, uh, sky speeder and then goes back into the ruined spire. Let's go! Yeehaw! All right. I see Grodd just being like, yeehaw! (laughs) (laughs) That's the word I use to get the Sky Skimmer started. Yeehaw! Yes. Um, is that also is that also going to be your words for how you like call it? Please, yes. Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, yes. That's awesome. No, 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 yes. no. To, 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 to call it, you should say giddy up. Giddy up. Yeehaw! Giddy like, up. Yeehaw is still like if you were like, do you think you can take me out, motherfucker? Well, yeehaw. Flying <laughs> <laughs> boat just like burst through the fucking wall. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, Thank God. God. I'm so excited that she found this for you. <laughs> Not that the goat cart wouldn't have been great, but it would have been, you know, it wouldn't have been quite as cool. That goat couldn't burst through any walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what if it could? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, Grana, go ahead and give me a dexterity check with advantage. 17 plus 2 is a 19. Oh, shit. Nice. All right. So you can add uh, vehicles sky speeder to your proficiencies. So uh, anytime you have to do any sort of maneuvers with the sky speeder, uh, you will have you'll be able to add your proficiency bonus. Cool. Did you want to give it uh, any different name? Because uh, having it named Sky Speeder is kind of like naming your boat boat. <laughs> sure, I'll have uh, to think about think it. About it. I'll yeah. think about okay. it. Yeah, cool. I'll take any suggestions on the name, you two. So <laughs> please let me know if you think of anything. <laughs> Boaty McBoatface. No. Oh. Speeder McSpeederton. Oh yeehaw. So, uh, since you have a nice boat, you're not going to be at risk of bandits so much. Um, So much. I mean, I'm still going to make one check, but, you know, you had a scale of how many checks I was going to make. 
because you know a less nice form of transportation you're not as protected but this is like okay. the nicest okay so uh you begin making your way north there is a road that leads out of Goresby. You sort of follow it, but you, you don't necessarily need to, especially because you don't need roads where you're going. You got a fucking sky speeder. Mm -hmm. The journey is going to take uh, a few days. Um, you know, just for those of you who are looking at, at the map, you know, it took you a few days to get from Hufferfilm to Goresby. So it's going to take you uh, another, you know, two or three days to get up north towards the foggy mists. Sure. Um, you make your way up north with absolutely no interruptions. You <laughs> uh, you see a few like bandits sort of eye you on the road, but nobody nobody bothers you. Uh, you have a real powerful ship, which people sort of associate with you being uh, real powerful heroes, so they uh, they leave you alone. During during this time, which I assume is gonna take a while, because we're not mm -hmm. traveling, you know, wicked fast. Uh, I would oh, like to. This is, this is faster than your your cart. Um, so you're traveling at a, a smooth cruising speed, but like you know, it's it's still gonna take a couple days because you're crossing a continent. Anyway, continue. Right. So I would like to spend, uh, you know, at least one of those days, um, trying to attune to this uh, this new dagger that I have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you uh, you take some time, you sit out on the front of the boat, speeder with uh, on the flat part with the wind blowing through your your cloak, uh, and you hold this knife and spend some time just thinking of it and connecting to it uh, magically. Since it's, um, since it's going to be resistance to lightning damage, I think during this time, like, while I'm attuning to it, I want to be, like, thinking about, like, the first time that I cast, uh, like, a lightning spell, which was that, like, minor encounter with the, the first kobolds that we saw. And then I want to think, too, like, using the, um, the magician's whim and, like, casting shatter, which does, uh, like, thunder damage thunder or damage. lightning damage. And just kind of, like remember how that felt and just kind of like be really comfortable with it. Yeah, uh, Koromith and Grana, you're sort of hanging out. Uh, Grana, you're probably uh, by the wheel and Koromith, you're maybe sitting up on the roof. I am uh, by the edge twerking because I've, I've never felt anything <laughs> like this before and feeling the wind over my bald head has made me want to twerk, so I am twerking on the edge of the craft. What? All right, Koromith is twerking uh, when suddenly, uh, after uh, a couple hours of even sitting there, uh, a bolt of lightning strikes down and and uh, hits him. Uh, but uh, Grana, you're able to tell that this is a uh, bolt of magic lightning, and even you feel this power surge through your blood, and you are now attuned to this knife. Uh, you don't have to be using it or holding it to be resistant to lightning damage. As long as you are attuned to this weapon, you will have resistance to lightning damage. And if you uh, need to, you can call this weapon into your hand. Fucking dope. All right. Hmm? Yeah, I'm going to run even. Like, even! Because, like, I don't understand this. I'm are you going to do anything when you get to him? Or just, like, well, tackle him? I mean, it, 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 does he look alive? Does he look dead? Does he look fried? Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's taken absolutely no damage when you when you get up to him. He looks better than ever, even. Oh, are you all right? 
Oh yeah, I I I am I am doing just fine. I've been spending uh, spending my time uh, uh, learning about this dagger that I bought in the market, and uh, I I have really connected with this sense of of lightning that I get from this this dagger, and I think the word that I've heard court magicians use is attuned. I but believe the big I- bolt. Right, right. That was that was a that was a magic uh, sort of a gift from the gods, one might say. Huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you see, you see the. Uh, it's been sort of a cloudy day, uh, but you see the some of the clouds part, and uh, some light shines down on your on your speeder. Huh. I saw I saw you doing an interesting. Uh, Dance move back there, Cormit. Would you, is this a move of your people? Would you teach it to me? I will teach it, but it's not a move of my people. I learned it while on campaigns. We call it the twerking. Performance checks. Uh, I'm, I'm rolling a performance check. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh my god, that one. That's gonna be a 19. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Gorby, <laughs> you go to uh, teach Yevon uh, the ways of the twerk. Uh, Twerky. And you twerk so hard, you just sort of, like, knock him backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be really good at performance. I'm going to roll the nat one. Even get up! It's like this. <laughs> I, think, I think I may have broken a hip bone. <laughs> Feel your butthocks just get loosed. <laughs> the On the edge. Right? They're rolling around the deck. <laughs> Get loose with your buttocks. <laughs> Grant is just watching this. I'm busy steering the ship, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Feel your buttocks go up and down. Feel it. Up and down. Oh, I cannot. Oh, my, my butt cheeks do not move in this way. Perhaps it's because you're so much stronger than me, Cormier. I guess you were not enlightened then, were you? <laughs> I was enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, another another day goes by, and uh, you you feel the air starting to get a little bit cooler. And uh, a little into the afternoon, on this third or fourth day, you see seemingly just out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there is this thick wall of clouds that you can see these gigantic swamp-like trees just sticking uh, their limbs out of. Uh, but the, the fog itself uh, is is pretty impenetrable as far as being able to see into it. That's what they described! Trees coming out of mist! Mist coming out of trees. What? Okay. I said mist coming out of trees! <laughs> it's so thick, it could be either way, couldn't it? What? Okay. <laughs> Cormie can't hear us out of his ass cheeks slapping together. <laughs> Cormie, uh, that slap is deafening. Thunderous, some may say. <laughs> Thunder does clap. Any sort of thunder damage that's possible in this wild surge, because that would be great. Perhaps, Cormie, I will take to calling you Thunderbuns. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be gone, bright speaker. It's time for thunder buns. Corby thunder buns. <laughs> I love it. 
Okay, good, 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 good. Okay. Uh, there's no thunder possibility in the wild surge, so that's kind of sad. But I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll live. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. Do you continue into the mist? Yeah. All right. So you move forward, uh, maybe a little bit more slowly, simply because you're going to have less visibility. Could I roll a perception check to try to see if I don't know what's around here? As far as like to navigate, or do you want to sort of like investigate, or what do you? Um, like maybe roll? looking for like evidence of any people around here or creatures. Yeah, yeah go ahead. That's a sixteen plus one, seventeen. Okay. Yeah, Grana, as you reach your senses out to this bog, you feel a sort of connection with this place. Uh, you know, the, the druid in you can feel just the incredible power of the nature around you. These trees hold a lot of, of magic and uh, a lot of history within them. You get the sense that you should be careful in these woods, but you also feel like you probably have a little bit better of a chance of getting around in here. Uh, you you don't necessarily sense any other creatures besides the besides the trees at this at this time, but go ahead and roll uh, a nature check. Oh God, that was a nineteen plus two, twenty one. Great, yeah. You feel that something is upsetting these trees, uh, not these trees immediately in front of you, but something is upsetting the boggy mists. This place is very ancient and full of history and very strong magically i can sense that but something also is wrong with these trees i am worried by it i've been feeling weird magic recently i can't describe it gran did that happen to you yvonne did that happen to you no it's like a it's like a feeling from the center of me i can't describe it no no. No, but you might want to get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm gonna roll detect. I'm gonna go for detect magic, which uh, I can use without you, a spell slot or components. Do you have to be in a rage to do that? Okay. No, it's it's part of the first branch of Path of the Wild Soul. Let's see. It is uh, without spell slot or components. Constitution is your spell casting ability. It's mm, not gonna be great. All right, um, 19. You start to glow a faint lavender hue as you sort of get the sense that this mist holds something from the School of Enchantment. I mean, is anybody else feeling anything strange? Like, this is, this feels like something I don't know. Uh, and you two can both see uh, Cormeth glowing lavender. Oh, Cormeth, I didn't oh. think. Purple was your color, but it looks so good on you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, huh, huh, funny. You, you are funny. You've had many years to get a one decent joke, huh? Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, is anybody else feeling anything? Um, uh, let, let me, let me, uh, maybe focus up for a moment and, and see what I can feel. I'll, uh, Please. I'll also make an I'll also make an Arcana check. Okay, you can make an Arcana check. What up? That's in that one. <laughs> Corby's fucking purple, and like, I don't know, maybe it's a weird reflection <laughs> off of the fog? Weird. Um, um, Yvonne, anything? Anything? Berries? No, 
No, I threw them out after they were weird last time. <laughs> that was probably a smart decision. Huh. No idea. Purple does look pretty good on you, though. Anybody? You're saying anybody. Let me talk. <laughs> Dang it. Um, yeah, I have to detect magic, so I will cast that. Although you're already glowing purple, so I guess that is should. Yeah, I've literally me. already cast detect magic. Okay. Yeah, are you but, are you uh, are you casting it on Coromith or like sort of towards no, the it's, So detect magic is for the duration you sense the presence of magic within thirty feet of you. Uh, so I, I mean, there's a that's anything. Uh, sure. You, I think you cast detect magic once before, and you saw a little bit of a glow in uh, Yevon, especially when he was playing his his instruments. Uh, you see a big giant ass wall of it in front of you in this fog and you see for the first time a little tiny glow inside of Cormeath. Cormeath? There's something magical what? about you. What? Why? What? When? Where? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nearly enough about you to be able to answer that question. What is it? You can tell that there's some sort of uh, small innate power of the school of abjuration growing in Cormeath. Abjuration? Ooh. Yep. Which is essentially like, you've known some abjurers. That's essentially like protecting from evil, sort of a defensive, protective type of magic that can be associated with, with nature or with uh, the wilds. Cormeath, you have abjuration within you. What? Ab- ab- a, a, a new nation? What? No, <laughs> it's a school of magic. It. What? It's to help protect from evil. It's uh, the nature and the wild powers within you. You have magic powers, Cormeath. I've heard of this, but I ne- yeah, nobody ever powers? said anything. Yeah, no, their their Goliaths have magic powers. I know that's just so vague. <laughs> Yours with two spellcasters. I've I've heard of magic Goliaths, but I've never felt anything like this. You haven't. I've never. Um, Gronk, can you tell me anything about this? I've never felt this. What's happening to me? You're becoming a real man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just getting in conversation there. It's nothing to be ashamed about, Cormeath. It's amazing. It's very strong. It's a good school of magic, and I cannot wait to see where this leads. Uh, I'm not going to answer Grana because I'm a little offended at her comment. <laughs> no, that wasn't canon, I swear. <laughs> I'm also going to change before, instead of abjuration, I was actually looking at evocation, but looked at the title of abjuration below, below it, so evocation. Evocation. You have evocation within you, Cormeth. Uh... It's a very good school of magic, I promise you that. All right. So, are you going to continue into these myths? I guess so, yeah. I no. feel weird about this. Tally-ho, crew. Great. So, you slowly start moving into this fog. All three of you, make a make a wisdom check for me. Wisdom? Oh, uh, let's see. I got plus two to some wisdom. Nine. Nineteen. I got Ten. a twenty-one. Sweet. Jesus Christ, all you fucking smarties. (laughs) You three make your way into the mists. 
And as you breathe in, you feel a little bit lightheaded for a moment, almost sort of like the the trees almost appear to sort of move in front of you. Your vision swims a little, but then it, it clears up as you continue breathing and you are all, you're all fine. Oh, neat. Uh, I almost felt like the trees were twer- twerking with me. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> else have the same? Well, I, I, I am clearly not a good twerker. And I've never so, twerked. <laughs> I don't know if I felt as though they were twerking with me, but it, it did seem as though there was a maybe a maybe a test to see if for we a, were of uh, of good quality. I don't know. For a moment, I thought I knew what is love. Baby, don't hurt me. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, no. See what I'm saying? Oh, hey, Grona, you've never twerked. Not gaming. You, there is no fourth wall because you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you, you're making your way slowly through these trees. Grana, you probably would have had a little bit harder time finding things, but because you have this sort of arcanic connection with, with these boggy mists, you get a sense of where, where the mother tree is. Go ahead and roll a perception check, all of you. Nine. Uh, let's see. I got a four. six. Even you said a sixteen. A fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Even you can't quite tell where it's coming from, but you hear some other creatures start to stir. Uh, Grana, go ahead and give me that with the with advantage because you you have the uh, connection to the woods. It's still the same roll. Nine. No oh, shit. <laughs> okay. God damn cool. it. Even uh, you can hear that there are some other creatures nearby. You're not quite sure what they are or exactly where they are, but you you can tell that there's other creatures around here. I'm not sure what or where, but we're not alone anymore. Be be uh be on your guard, everyone. Draw your weapons. Who knows what lurks? But I'm gonna pull out morning cutter in a bit of a flourish. Ram. Okay. Go ahead and roll investigation checks. Oh Ooh, that's a two. I go sit down. Um, I'm, I got a six. Fourteen. Fourteen, okay, let's see. <laughs> okay. I guess uh, technically I got a five. Well, okay, oh, two's much different than a five, dog. <laughs> All right, fair. I rolled a two. Technically. Okay. As you, uh, you know, you're passing under these extremely tall trees that tower uh, so far above you, um... And as you all are sort of like uh, peering into this fog, all of a sudden four goblins drop down onto your ship and they're going to have a surprise round on you. Oh, shit. Uh, Okay. So uh, everybody roll initiative. 13. Eight. Oh, I rolled a one plus a one is a two. (laughs) Ouch. Y'all, ouch. Okay. So that one? All right. So... These goblins are pretty evenly dispersed over your boat, so two of them are going to go after Koromis, and then one each to Grana and Even. I'm going to roll these uh, one character at a time. Koromis, what's your AC? Uh, 14. Uh, okay, one of them hits you. Okay. That's going to be uh, with their with their scimitar uh, for eight damage. Oh, Jeez. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to reduce that as a reaction. Um, by 1d12 plus 2. So, let's see. That's going to be 6. 6? Okay, so uh, you just get 2 damage then. Okay. 
Grana, another one hits you with Scimitar for seven damage. And the one that went for even uh, rolled a critical failure. So you're good there. Oh, goddammit. What could that have been me? We are in initiative order. Uh, Goblins are first. All right. So again, two are going to go after Cormis. They rolled poorly to hit. Uh, One goes after Grana. Uh, Grana, what's your AC? 15. 15 doesn't hit. How do you have more AC than me? I don't know. Hmm? You're bigger. <laughs> and then even what's your AC? 11. 11? Okay. And then one hits even. Bummer. For four damage. All right. That's fine. Two that hit Koromith are going to hide as an action. All right. As an action, sorry. So if you want to attack either of them, you're going to have to find them. Sure. Uh, and then that is going to be Koromith. All right. Um. So... I'm pissed. I'm going to first roll for Wild Surge. Uh, that's going to be a 1d8, and we're going to see what happens. Is that because you're going into a rage, or do you? can you just like choose to use a Wild Surge? Yeah, magic erupts from you rage. as you rage. So I'm going into a rage. Okay. Uh, so I got a 6, and that is Arcane Energy taps into the minds of those around you. Each creature within 30 feet of you must succeed on a Wisdom saving throw. Or you see a glimpse of the creature's thoughts, learning how it plans to attack you. Okay. As a uh, result, so, the creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against me. Uh, okay. Rana and even you can certainly roll that if you want to see if anything funny happens, but... <laughs> oh, yo, I got a 23. I feel... I feel uh, Koromith just, like, trying to reach into my mind, and I'm like, Oh, hey, what's up, bud? <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, this? Um, I got an 11 on that wisdom saving roll. <laughs> cool. Do you know what your uh, spell save DC is? Uh, if the surge requires a saving throw, it's DC equals 8 plus my proficiency plus my constitution. So that's Co- going to be 8 plus your constitution, which is plus 2, plus yep. your proficiency, which is plus 2. So that's 12 to save. Okay. Uh, t- two of them saved. Okay. But there are two more. Right. I know what they're going to do. No, uh, the third one also saved. They, but they wasted two crits on on the wisdom saving throw. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, at least they probably won't do that again. So you can see the one that is attacking Yeevan's thoughts. Okay, and is there, there? There must be one within range of me. So I'm going to attack that one. The one that is that oh, is near you is hiding. I forgot. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like like look around really quickly and scan the area, see if I can see where they went hidden, because I didn't see when they got hidden. And that's a twelve on investigation. I'm guessing. Can't find them. Okay. You could try swinging blindly, but you'll have disadvantage. Show yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's that. And your turn then. Uh, yes. It's gonna be Grana's turn. Okay. Hmm. So there's. There's one attacking me, correct? It is not hidden. Okay. Could I do like a quick check to see if there's any school of, they have any school of magic associated with them? You could or, use your turn to do detect magic, but uh, that's up to you. You wouldn't be able to do it as like a free action. That would be your turn. Hmm. Okay, maybe not then. Then I guess I will just hit it with my dagger of resistance breaking. Nice. Fucking tight. Fucking Christ. Eight. So that does not hit. Of course, now that I actually need to do anything, I'm getting shitty rolls. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, make, that makes two of us. <laughs> but, hey, the dice tell a story. Uh, Yevon? I 
think I'm just gonna like attack the one that's right in front of me. That's a nat 20. Oh shit. Hell yes. Crap All right. On that bitch. Let's see. Yeah, that's 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 2d4. And I guess I'll also expend a bardic inspiration to do psychic blades, which does 2d an additional 2d6. Ooh. All right. So 2d4 gives a total of 5 and uh, psychic blades is 2d6, which gives a total of eight. You literally, so uh, yeah, there's no way you weren't gonna kill this thing. Uh, so I tell me how it dies. Right. Okay, so what I do is I reach out and I, I like grab its shoulder and I run the dagger like up through the bottom of its like rib cage and I like pick it up off the ground and like bring it up to my face and I stare into its eyes and I use psychic blades to like rip its mind to shreds and I just dump it over the side of the boat. Okay, yeah. You see this thing's little red, beady red eyes sort of just like widen uh, and it starts to shake as you you rip its mind to shreds and you you toss it over the side. Go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage. That is a nine. Jesus, with advantage? With advantage. I rolled a two and a six. Yeah. Okay. Well, you stared it right in the face, so this isn't that hard. You see that it's wearing like a little tiny mask uh, over its mouth, but this is just a goblin. That's going to be the goblin's turn. All right, so the two that are in hiding uh, are going to roll to attack. And since they're still hiding, they have advantage. And even fucking with that, <laughs> here are the rolls. One, four, six, eight. <laughs> <laughs> so these goblins are out of hiding now. Cormeth, uh, you can see both of them as they try to, like, flank you and like jump out and go Wah! and you just sort of like turn and uh they completely miss you uh but now they and they fall to the uh the, the deck of this speeder grana the one who is next to you uh rolls a 10 to hit so that misses uh, it's going to use its bonus action to disengage since it's been pretty unsuccessful and go up to the top of the mast it's going to prepare an action cormies so, okay, so I see two of them hit the deck near me, right? Yes. All right, so I'm going to find the nearest one. I'm going to bring Morning Cutter up, and I'm going to try to stab down as hard and fast as I possibly can into that poor, sad, sorry son of a bitch. That's going to be a 17 to hit. That hits. All right. Um, 2d8 plus 3 is going to be a 3 and a 4. That's 7 and 3 is 10. All right, yeah, you pull out Morning Cutter and you plunge it down into this goblin. You you stab right into this little mask that it is wearing and down into it and you just sort of pin it to the ground with Morning Cutter for a second. And you your your sword is basically wearing this little goblin like a sheath. It is, uh, it is deceased. All right, I'm gonna twist, like stab and twist. That's what they teach you in the military, stab and twist. <laughs> Makes sense, all right. That is going to be Grana. Okay, I want to cast Entangle on the goblin that just ran up top of the okay. mass. It needs to beat an 11 on strength. Okay, you cast Entangle, which usually, you know, the vines come up out of the ground. You see uh, the trees around you uh, that are over you just like shoot out 
Um, oh, so, shit. Uh, cool. Wrap up this goblin uh, until it, it can't even be seen anymore. Uh, and you leave it behind as your uh, sky speeder continues. Oh, sick. Okay. <laughs> it's just stuck in the trees. Okay. Yo, I, I want to think about Grana just saying that. Oh, sick. As this fucking <laughs> goblin gets swept off into the fucking bog or whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I love that. All right. Um, even there is one goblin who is behind Horami staring in horror at like completely ruined friend of it. Okay. Uh, how far away from it am I? This boat in total is probably about 30 feet long. Uh, you know, not, not really counting the like living space. So you're like 10 feet away. Okay. I'll probably just attack it with my dagger then. Okay. Seems, um, you know pretty reasonable. That's a five plus two is a seven. I'm gonna assume that that misses. Yep. Cool. I guess I'm just gonna be, you know, just kind of swing my dagger at him and say, oh, well, shit. And then end my turn. <laughs> well, shit. Okay. That goblin, um, you know, tears its eyes away from friend in time to sort of dodge out of the way of your dagger. Uh, and it, it looks at you uh, frightened for a moment, but then its uh, its eyebrows come together and it glares at you and it says, you will regret this. It's going to disengage and it jumps off of your speeder and disappears into the fog. Uh, can I take an opportunity attack as it's jumping? No, it disengaged. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, roll wisdom saving throws. No, um, not looking good. I got a 19 plus one. I got a 10. I got a nat 20. Hell yeah. Uh, your vision swims a bit again, all three of you, but uh, you're all fine. Okay. So I want to... I've, I've got this like little dude on my fucking sword, and I don't want this du- little dude on my sword. So what I'm going to do is I want to I wanna do almost like a like a shot put throw, but like while I hold on to Morning Cutter, I want to see how far I can get this body away from me. Okay. Yuck. Roll a strength check. Oh, hell yeah. That's right. Oh, God damn it. Seven. Seven? Okay. You, like, shot put style, like, wind up and try to fling it and just, like, runs into a tree and falls to the ground. Damn it. Uh, Even, you were starting to say something. Uh, yeah. So, that was sort of an ominous uh, statement there at the at the end that that goblin made. Um, we'll, we'll regret this? Do you think that was it's stone fist related? We've seen a lot of them recently. It very well could be. What? Regret killing his friends? <laughs> he wishes. Um, I want to do some kind of check to try to understand why our vision keeps swimming. Like what's going on in this forest. Sure. Roll a nature check with advantage. Nature. Okay. Got it. I just want to say, y'all. My fucking strength checks are plus five. I've rolled twos both times. Damn. Fuck my life. I've rolled the same thing on that nature check, so it's an eight. An eight? Um, <laughs> you're you're not completely sure. Cormeth, you can roll a, a history check. I know that's not necessarily your strong suit, but you never know. Uh, it's not, but yeah, history is a plus zero. It's going to be a 14. You, you remember like looking down into these, uh, into the bogs. Uh, you saw this mist before, and the member of your militia who uh, was with you, who's from there, told oh, yeah. you that the trees have a way of defending themselves using the mists. 
So it's, I'm remembering, I can't remember his name or his face or who he was, but the trees have a way of defending themselves. Did you see earlier, Guana, when they popped out, they have a way of defending themselves. That's all I know. And I'm still feeling weird feelings inside. You think, you think the goblins are the tree's defense? I don't know. No, I don't know. They could be. Goblins and trees could live in harmony. It almost rhymes. <laughs> trees and harmony rhyme. Goblins yeah. and trees do not rhyme. <laughs> but goblins and trees share the same number of sounds. <laughs> goblins, trees, and so that rhymes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That's what a rhyme is. Oh, I have a lot to teach you. <laughs> well, you're a thousand and twelve years old. Of course hey. you do. Hey, now. <laughs> one one thing at a time now, okay? <laughs> if any of you want, you can also roll uh, an investigation check to sort of look around uh, your surroundings now that you're a bit deeper in this bog. I'm, I'm definitely rolling. I'll do that. I got a 19. Five. I got a 12. Okay. Koromith, as you're like pointing, like gesturing at trees and being like, goblins, trees. Uh, you look over <laughs> at a tree uh, and you see like this, uh, this tree that you happen to gesture to as you're going by. You're moving moderately quickly so it, it goes by pretty quickly but you do see this tree that looks uh withered and like it's dying a little bit and uh scratched into its bark is the symbol of the iron fist it was right over there so they are here <laughs> i like stop the skimmer as fast as i can and like reverse it so we can all get it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this magic, beautiful boat, when you back it up, goes, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, you go back to that tree, uh, and you see uh, you see that this tree is sort of, like, blackened. Grana, roll a perception check with advantage. 18 plus 1, 19. Sweet. You see, you know, this tree, uh, to anyone... It's dark as if it's sort of like rotting, but you also see it's got this sort of weird splotchiness. And you know you've sort of seen that pattern before. Uh, and the uh, it takes a moment for you to register it, but this is sort of the same pattern that the sores pop up on, on those who have the waking scourge. Grana, is this something you recognize? It is. And I don't like it one bit. This splotchiness is similar to what shows up on my people when they're when they have this sickness. It's oh, not a good omen at all. The thickness. Oh, wow. oh, wow. Sorry, I would I would say what it's called, but I can't remember it right now. Are they down <laughs> with the thickness? It's the wakeness, waking scourge. Waking and what is it doing butts today? Oh no. <laughs> It's feeling goofy. Good memes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not hating. Yeah, the waking scourge. Uh, this is not good at all. I really hope that this does not mean that 
this forest is also sick with the waking scourge. That would be terrible. And I this forest is down with the thickness. <laughs> Stop. All of a sudden, a branch hits Carmi's on the face for a point of damage. I'm down. No. (laughs) I'm just playing. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't know where we. I am taking that damage, though. I guess we. I guess we gotta keep moving forward to the mother tree. Hope for. A good sign in all of this. Okay. Usually I roll these, but uh, just for fun, one of you roll me a luck check. Just one of Not us? Not me. Just I got a 19. Okay. So as you're sitting here staring at this tree, uh, the three of you feel like you are being watched uh, a little bit. And uh, you look around and then a voice up in a tree behind you says, it is... A curse that they have brought upon us. The the scourge that has taken these trees. Uh, Is there a gnome around... up there? No. <laughs> you turn around and you see, uh, you see uh, a man who has these very, like, reptilian snake-like features who is sitting in this tree, sort of casually crouching. And he, he looks down uh, at you and says, Are you friends or foes? of these forests. Friends. Oh, the tree really hit me hard. I don't like it. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're <laughs> friends. We're friends. <laughs> I just like try to swat corn meat. Be like, no, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Yo, don't. I'm going to go down. So like, I would not if I was you. <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt you. <laughs> you watch this person sort of nimbly uh, make their way quickly down this tree and uh, you get the sense that this person probably lives here or at least has been here for a very long time if they're so familiar with uh, this landscape. Uh, and they step onto your speeder and they say, uh, he says, my name is Gobi Waterwalker. I am, I am of this bog. Uh, who are you and why are you here? My name is Granafris. My people have a terrible sickness we call the waking scourge and I have come to look for help in healing them and this is one of the first things I heard of um my brother's notes let me hear his name is Elris Elris Fries wow yeah. I just realized that <laughs> has a fun rhyme to it uh Elris <laughs> yes uh he uh, he came here about 20 years ago and studied with with some of my people. You are his sister. Yes, one of <laughs> one of three sisters. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you, uh, Grana. Yes. And uh, you're friends. Uh, he turns to Yvonne and Cormeth. Uh, I'm Cormeth. Put you six feet under. <laughs> I thought you were Thunderbuns or something. Well, yeah. But I was trying to make a play off his name. Um, and my name is Even. <laughs> he says, Charmed as well. Uh, and he says, And what, pray tell, are the three of you doing in the boggy mists? What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No. <laughs> That would have been really hilarious if I would have put ogres in this swamp. I wish oh I would have thought of that. <laughs> I've heard of this place from years ago. 
I was with a lizard-looking guy, but he could speak common, so I don't know. But he talked about this place. And little woman here, her brother came here. Maybe. I don't know. He just yes, told us he did. <laughs> I'm really tired. I want to take a nap. You're a tourist? No, uh, we're looking for assistance to help my people. I see. Uh, what is it that you need assistance with? Uh, my brother's note says something about the mother tree and the the crystal dew. Uh, his face darkens and he says, Ah, so I see that you haven't heard. Uh, the, the mother tree is currently under occupation. What does that mean? I don't suppose you've heard of the Iron Fist. We are... Uh- very iron. familiar with them. Not the Iron Fist. We know of the Stone Fuck Fist. Fuck me! Why do I keep saying the Iron Fist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you heard of? Have you heard of the Stone Fist? <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I heard regionally some people accidentally call them the Iron Fist. But those people are idiots. <laughs> Um, He does not say that. (laughs) But he says, hmm, well, the subsection of the uh, stone fist of uh, goblins uh, who uh, originally were from the uh, Krokratoi up in the, uh, up past the bog and into the swamp of the north uh, have made their way down to the mother tree and are in possession of her. What could they... What do they want with her? What is uh, the power that she possesses that they could need? <laughs> he looks uh, He looks around in the trees and he says, It is not safe here. I recommend that if we wish to continue our conversation that we head back to my village. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That sounds best to me. He, he nods and says, Very well. Follow me. Uh, he uh, climbs up into the tree and starts uh, running between them. Uh, and you are able to follow him uh, for a while. It's a pretty twisting path. Are we still in the skimmer or are we following him on foot now? <laughs> uh, you're in the skimmer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, eventually, you you do reach uh, a part uh, where the trees are pretty tightly clo- cloistered. And he jumps down and says, it is not far now, but I'm afraid from here we will have to go on foot. Very well. Um, okay. um, Grana, at this point, you have had some time to, uh, you know, essentially become attuned to this ship. So the, the gem uh, essentially comes with you uh, naturally whenever you leave the boat. So you don't have to worry about somebody like jacking it. <laughs> okay. um, and you, you head off. He leads you through uh, this. This part is a lot more swampy, but there's water up to Grana's uh, knees, so it's uh, a little bit more difficult for you to walk around in. But uh, you know, like Koramith, you you don't have too much trouble. It's not a lot of water, uh, and uh, even you're somewhere between those two. Right. But eventually, uh, you end up on this more raised up uh, piece of land, and as the uh, fog clears, you see a small village made out of uh, moss and dangling greens, uh, and you see uh, a bunch of bullywogs staring back at you. Bullywogs. <laughs> For those who don't know what a bullywog is, can you explain? Yes. Uh, bullywogs are frog people. 
so there you see these uh, sort of like uh, green faces. They're essentially like frog humanoids. So they're standing up on, on two legs, but they've got this uh, slimy frog skin and those rectangular pupils. And they're sort of just staring out at you quietly as you hear their, their conversations die down when you enter. And uh, Gobi steps forward and says, Everyone, I have found a group of travelers who seem trustworthy. And they have said that they are here for the mother tree. And I think perhaps they may be able to help us. We'll have to if we want <laughs> if we want to get out of this what we came here for. You mean your brother? I mean something to are you even paying attention, Cormethan? <laughs> oh, uh, that does remind me, as you've been walking through the fogs, uh, go ahead and make wisdom saves, but you can do them with advantage. Bring it on, come on. Oh, that's another nat twenty. Oh shit. Um I got a Oh dead nat twenty. Nothing beats that. Um, wisdom, minus one, 17. I got a 16. Nice, nice. Everyone's fine. Your your vision only blurs for a moment so quickly that you barely even notice that it happens. Anyway, you are are now in the town, and uh, you notice that the the fog is uh, a lot clearer here. Uh, It surrounds this village, but it's not like, you know, it's not as dense. Uh, And... uh, Gobi turns to one of the little bullywog children and says, could you fetch Go Water? And the little bullywog nods their head and uh, sort of like hop, walk off. And uh, they come back a few moments later with this uh, very large, stately looking bullywog who says, greetings. Thank you for joining my village uh, travelers. Uh, please. Allow me to introduce myself. You can call me Bull. I am the leader of this Bullywog village. Uh, and of course, uh, the others who live here. Um, uh, he gestures to Gobi, who says, I am not originally from this village. As you see, I am not a Bullywog, but I am a one uh, T who decided not to be a part of that culture that my people typically take part in. I I love my other creatures. This one I won't make you all roll for. The Yuan-Ti are a snake people who uh, typically are pretty uh, untrustworthy of others and believe they're sort of a superior race that shouldn't need to deign to interact with other races. But Gobi is more humanoid-looking Yuan-Ti, who is, is here with this village. And Bull says, This bog has been in peace for many years, but that damn stoned fist came in to harness the tree's magic. They are mining it of its dew, of its arcane power, and as you can see, the swamp is attempting to defend itself. He gestures towards the uh, thick fog all around you uh, and says, I am surprised that non-natives would be so bold as to not protect themselves from the fog's effects. Yvonne, take note. (laughs) Of what? I've barely noticed that anything strange happens in the fog. 
Roll another oh, wisdom God. save, uh, the three of you. I've rolled several nat 20s on these. And here's this 16 plus, is it a wisdom save? Yeah. Yeah, 16 plus 2, that's an 18. I got 16 minus 1, so 15. I got a 3 plus 1. <laughs> oh, shit. Rough. It was a bad roll. Okay. So uh, the uh, blue says, I am surprised that you would come unprotected from these mists. And Grana, you, you sort of like blink. You know, you, you take a moment to sort of furrow your brow and think like, what, what could he mean by that? And when you open your eyes again... You are lost in the mist. Oh no! Uh, and I'm gonna say that that's where we end for oh, no. for today. Oh uh, shit! Grana's lost in the mist. Like gorillas in the mist. Oh shit, dude.